Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. I want to just share a bit about the ministry of angels. I think this is important um, as we run through this year and as we trust God for the blessing of overflow. Hosea 4.6 How do you pronounce Hosea? Is it Hosea? Hosea. Chapter 4 verse 6 My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge I also will reject you from being priests unto me because you have forgotten the love of your God I also will forget your children. Ignorance affects generations. The things you don't know that you ought to know will not only damage you, but also affect the children. That's why it's important we uh, participate in services where we, we are taught and we learn. Ignorance is dangerous. He says, my people, his own people, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we know that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That means the principal tool the enemy uses is ignorance. Because he's saying, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And yet in John chapter 10, I think verse 10 there, I said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if you equate them, that means the enemy will take advantage of your ignorance. So the more we grow in the right knowledge, the more we are able to deal with the enemy. I, I want to just say that God has provided adequate resources for our success and destiny fulfillment on earth. This is important. Uh, I've been in various fora where um, we share about, okay, the second coming of Christ, uh, eternity, you know, and it's fine to look forward to heaven, you know, after our sojourn here. But if you understand the kind of resources that God has provided for us as covenant people, you realize that he has already organized a way we can have heaven and earth, a measure of heaven and earth here. So that way, you're not like, ah, oh, let me just get out of this world. I'm suffering. Everything is bad. No. He has, he has not left us defenseless. He has not left us to the devil. Now, if you don't understand that, you just see life as sorrowful, as bad. Let me just do and go to heaven. No. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I, by the finger of God, uh, cast out devils, the kingdom of God is come upon you. So God has provided adequate resources for the success and the fulfillment of destiny of his people. We have so many of those resources. We have, we have the blood of Jesus. We're not teaching about that tonight. We have the name of Jesus. That on its own is just amazing. We have the Holy Spirit, the personality of the Holy Spirit, your helper, dependable helper. You know, that's an, for another time. Different things. Now, one of the major resources that God has given to us is the ministry of angels. Unfortunately, more people believe in demons than in angels. Maybe if you believe in demons, then you should know that angels exist. So tonight, we're going to just look at uh, what it takes to maximize the ministry of angels. Okay, because you cannot take advantage of what you do not know about. One of such resources are the angels of God. I realized, studying the Bible, 
most of our covenant giants operated with the angels of God, helping them fulfill destiny. If you read through the life of Abraham, uh, Moses, Joseph, Esther, David, they had the ministry of angels at their beck and call in the Old Testament. How much more for us in the New Testament? We must remember that God's provision gives us the advantage. Somebody say the advantage. Or say it louder, the advantage. Uh -huh. So we are, not, we, are not, we are not just there, you know. You know I got born again uh, in the scripture union movement. Thank God for the foundation I have in it. But they used to see us as, um, you know, there. There's this language, they even say, swegbe, union, you know, scripture union. They call us, swegbe means, swegbe. What's swegbe in English? Swegbe. Like, dumb people, people that are just there, you know, because we are waiting to make heaven, so nothing here matters. Even when we are failing exams, Jesus will soon come. Until we realize that two semesters and two towns were coming, and it didn't come. We are living a like a non-productive life here just because we're anticipating eternity. And yet scripture says occupy till I come. Don't just be there. Till I come get busy. Take dominion. Enjoy the best of God's provision. Take charge. Be a blessing. Praise the Lord. So we must remember that God's provision all these resources ought to give us the advantage over others. In fact, what God designed these things for is to show his glory in your life that some people, before you even preach the gospel to them, they're ready to respond because they see the hand of God on your life. They see signs and wonders. They see some dimensions that they are not experiencing that even before you ask them to get saved, they are willing to get saved because they can see God at work in your life. Second Kings chapter 6. I love this um, Explanation about angels is in the Old Testament, but it helps you to see what it is. So you don't live in fear. Things are happening all over the world today. Things are dark, even our nation. But you don't allow fear to penetrate your soul. You, what you need to do is to take advantage of what God has provided. Are you here tonight? Praise the Lord. Can we can we get to that scripture? Second um, Kings six. Is it verse one? No. Verse fourteen. Fourteen. Thank you. Fourteen. I think the background of the story uh, is important. Um, there's this prophet, Elisha. He will always tell the king where the enemy was coming to attack their nation. So the king of that land was now asking, who is the one telling our secret? They now told him that there's a prophet in that land that will always reveal all your moves to their king. He now got angry and sent a lot of soldiers to arrest the prophet overnight. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army to arrest one man. To, to, to great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. They wanted to capture the prophet. Verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, you can imagine waking up in the morning. There was an army surrounding the city with what? Horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Like, we are overwhelmed. This is beyond us. 
How can I survive in Nigeria? How can I survive in South Africa? How can I survive this life? Everything is just against me. Look at the economy. Look at the security situation. Alas, master, what shall we do? Now look at the next verse. So he answered, do not fear. Can you tell someone this, uh, uh, this night? Say, do not fear. Or say, fear not. Tell your neighbor, fear not. Say, convincingly, fear not. Maybe you should laminate this verse. And let it sink in. Because fear is your enemy. He said, do not fear. Why? For those who are with us are more than those who are what? Can you imagine that? That regardless of the things militating against you, you watch it on the media, you hear it and there, God is saying, the things that are working in your favor, they are more than the ones working against you. The name of Jesus is working in your favor. The communion table is working in your favor. The blood of Jesus is working in your favor. Now talking about angels, all those things, they are they have more potency than whatever you are facing on the earth. This is powerful. Say, yes, do not fear. Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17. And, and this is what we are going to pray about tonight that the Holy Ghost will help your eyes to see. Amen. He said, and Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may what? See, that's revelation in our own context that he may understand the resources that God has provided for him or her on the earth as a covenant child that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he what? And he saw, what did he see? And behold, those guys were surrounding the city. They are all surrounded, not, not just the city, the mountains and the hills. And, and behold, the mountain was full of what? Horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Of course, when he saw this, the fear died. I pray God will open your eyes to understand the things that God has provided for you and I as covenant people in the name of Jesus Christ. That means when people are saying there is disfavor in the land, you claim favor of God. When they say there's insecurity in the land, you believe God for protection by the ministry of angels. You stand your ground. Open my eyes, O oh Lord, to see the provisions you have for me. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13. Hebrews 1 13, uh, talking about angels. Angels are real. They are here. <laughs> Unfortunately, many people's angels have been very dormant because they are not engaging them. They, they, they don't sleep. They don't sleep. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? Do you understand this? He never told the angels to sit at his right hand. He said that to who? To Jesus Christ. Sit at my right hand. He said, said, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? No, he didn't say that to them. Look at verse 14. He said, are they not all, that's the angels, are they not all ministering what? Spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. This is your verse. That the angels of God are sent to minister. Now, when you read this in this version now, it might appear so religious. They are sent to minister, like they are coming to sing to you. 
No, minister in that context means to serve you. Can we, um, um, our, our team out there, can we help with um, New International Version, NLT, TPT, and ERV? Let's start with NIV. You know, thank you. It says, are, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to what? Serve those who will inherit salvation. They are your servants. They are to serve you. Amazing. NLT. And, okay. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. Now verse 14, NLT. <laughs> Therefore, angels are only what? Servant spirits sent to care. Ah. For people who will inherit salvation, we have two words now. To serve, to care. Amazing. To care. Can we have the Passion Translation if you can? Oh, okay, ERV. You have ERV. All the angels are spirits. Who what? Serve God and are sent to what? Help those who receive salvation. So the Holy Ghost is not the only helper we have. That's why we are fully resourced. They are sent to help, to care, to serve, to help. Can we have TPT? Thank you. What role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. Spirit messengers. Not just any kind of messenger. So I send them on errands. They care for me. They serve me based on what God's word has provided. Gloria Copeland described angels as our own CIAs, covenant enforcing agents. Anything in God's covenant, angels are the ones to help enforce it. That as long as this is covered by the word of God, they must ensure that it comes to pass. CIAs, covenant enforcing agents. Glory to God. They enforce our covenant provisions. So all the times we pray about prosperity, about protection, even restoration, or anything about destiny, they are the ones that pick those scriptures up, those prayers up, and then they, they enforce it. Are you here? Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Glory to God. <laughs> so angels are sent to minister. If you are saved here, then you have angels serving you. Like it happened for Peter. When they prayed for Peter's rescue, an angel went and rescued Peter. So as a mother here, uh, your kids might be in the boarding house or somewhere far. You send angels on errand. They are not deterred by distance. Your flight can be six hours. They can get there in six minutes or six seconds. When I'm praying for the church, I deploy angels. I can't be with everybody. This is a great ministry. I can't be with everybody all over the world. But angels are too much. They, 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 they flex. They have the energy. They have the skills. And that's their job. It's not that uh, you are disturbing them. That's their full-time job. So don't that uh, angel, please. No. They, they neither sleep nor slumber. In fact, they're angry when you don't give them assignments. Some of our angels are angry with us. They've been standing there. They are like waiters in a restaurant. Is that correct? Rest, restaurant. What? Restaurant. Restaurant. 
Okay. You know, and you get to that place and you sit. And then the waiter, you know, they always wait. And they hold the, like, uh, what do you call it? Menu. And give it to you. And then, if you don't tell them anything, what, what would they do? They can be asking you, but if you don't order, you won't get it. You can be gisting, and it happens at times, you can be gisting with your friends, you're just engrossed in the gist, and then they're just waiting, they will go and come back. If you don't say anything for 30 minutes, you won't get anything until you say, I need cold water, or I need rice, or something. That's how angels are. They are, they are waiters, waiting to be sent on covenant errands. So today, we're going to be sending them on errands for April. Glory to God. And there'll be amazing deliveries in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you know in our home, at times we're looking for a document and, and there's a timeline. After I've done my part and searched, I say, Angel, I need to get this document out. Help me. Bam. That's been, I've been doing that for years. And something will always happen under three days. It could be one of the children who just go to one cabinet that they don't normally go to. I've been looking for what is not lost. And then while playing there, something will just drop. You know how those things happen? I just see the fire drop. They are real. They are real. They are real. They are real. Psalms 91 verse 10. Psalms 91 verse 10. When you talk about divine protection, it's one of their major assignments for us. Caring for your safety. It says, no evil shall befall you. Say amen. He said, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Why? Verse 11. For he shall give his angels, what? charge over you to keep you in all your ways let this sink in you are traveling by road, you are going by air angels are in charge you release them to take charge of your trip as little as going to the office every day, you need angels especially when you wake up in the morning and there is a, like a burden in your heart you understand, look, not every day has the same quotient of evil you understand that not every day has the same level of uh, demonic attacks. But there are days you wake up or some weeks you can sense that ah, there's something about this week. That is when you now take advantage of this thing that Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. There are times I've been praying for members of the church and as I was praying and I was praying and the thing wasn't ah, that something like it's like something has to happen in the city. And then I suddenly goes, there must be a way out. And then we, we you know, it's a wrestling with God. I say, Lord, if this has to happen, the Bible says the wicked is a ransom for the righteous. My people are exempted. Somebody else will carry it. A wicked person, I don't know. God will decide who that person is. <laughs> there are times some things, you can't like pray it away. It has to happen that day. But you, you can say, no, not, not a member of this church. The wicked is a ransom. They will take the place. If 10 people have to go, then no member of this church will be a part of them. You can pick any, any other 10 that are, that are not whatever. That, that's their own lot. It's unfortunate, but no. Protect these ones. So there are days you feel like that. It could be about your husband. He's on a trip and there's, there's a burden on your heart. You pray intensely. So I give his angels charge over you. Now it's a different thing if the Holy Spirit not just in your heart that you should not go on the trip. That's a higher law. Hello? Not that you woke up or you are planning a trip and the Holy Ghost is saying, uh, don't go now. I've had that moment that don't go today, go tomorrow, or, go, or don't go at all. That one, you obey that. Don't say no. I will go with what? Regardless. We're not eternal. Many, many Christians have done that and died. 
Okay, that's a higher law. Then the Holy Ghost guides you that don't take that step, just leave it. But there are some you know that, oh yeah, this I've got to go to the office or do this. But there's a burden that there'll be attacks on that day. Then you stand your ground and war and win. Praise the Lord. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.